Hello, hello, and welcome to the Casa Delaware Live podcast. I'm Lauren Bruckner, your Casa training director and host for today's podcast. This is episode number 93, being released on Monday, September 11th of 2023. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the Court Improvement Program Family Services Social Worker. So in Sussex County specifically, I'm going to interview Mandy Timmons. Um, there is a similar program up in Newcastle County and hopefully one coming to Kent shortly. Um, but I wanted to highlight Mandy's role and what she does here in Sussex County um, as it is similar to those in Newcastle County, but what her role is and how it's different from a DFS social worker. So you might find her on your case or her counterpart up in Newcastle County. Um, but without further ado, let's get to my chat with Mandy Timmons. Welcome to the podcast, Mandy. Thank you. Um, Mandy, for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, where your early education, early career, and then what you do today? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, I started 14 years ago as a social worker. I got my bachelor's at Salisbury University. Um, I have, you know, a, I've been through a lot of different careers. So it's been a blessing to kind of um, be led to this, but I did hospice and probation. And I currently um, work alongside the parent attorneys for Sussex County in the child welfare uh, world. Awesome, and what is your specific title? So my specific title is CIP Family Engagement Social Worker. Okay, family engagement social worker. So let me actually back up. Can you teach us just a little background information on what is CIP, what's it stand for, and, and what is that? Okay, so CIP stands for Court Improvement Program. So basically I'm part of a multi-disciplinary team that includes myself and um, the parent attorneys, Stephanie Reed and Anthony Dorang, that are the ones in Sussex County. So the goal of my role in all of this is to provide that front end social work to the parents that enter into the child welfare system. Gotcha. And how do you work with um, the assigned Division of Family Services treatment worker? So it takes a village in child welfare as we, we all know, and I'm sure the listeners will agree to this, that it does take a team so I kind of do a collaboration. I'm kind of the, the middle ground between the parents and the DFS worker. If there's things that I can do um, more so to help, um, but it's also very, very important for my role because the minute the case comes in, I get to jump in. So I'm working alongside the investigators 
um, at that time. So it's it's like the pre-treatment uh, side. So I get to kind of get them engaged in the services before they get to the treatment team. So it, it kind of smooths um, the transition for the parents a lot easier. So when the treatment team comes in, you know, I can help kind of navigate, hey, this is what we've been doing. Um, this is where we are. If you have any, you know, suggestions of, or anything additional that I can help guide them, I'm here to help type deal. So it kind of helps um, the parents stay focused and, um, you know, in compliance with their, their case plan elements. Gotcha. So I apologize. Yeah. So you get involved when the investigator, you know, take, gets, gets a call and gets involved in the case. So it's when they petition for custody is when I, I get them. So when the kids enter into foster care is when I uh, jump in gotcha. on their cases. Um, and would you work with both parents or one parent or, or how does that work? So that's, uh, <laughs> it's not really tricky. So all cases go through Stephanie and she appoints me. So um, once I determine, you know, if the parents are intact, I can work with both of them. Um, but I'm solely appointed to, let's say, mom, if she has Stephanie. If they're intact, I let the mom know, hey, I'm directly appointed to you. If As long as you guys stay together, I can help both of you. If you guys separate, then I can only help mom. So, because then it becomes very adversary, so. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's tricky. Usually I get appointed to one initially, and then if they're intact, I can help both of them. Um, which is, it's kind of common. I either get one or both. Yeah. Gotcha. So you, yeah. And so since you're in Sussex, you primarily, you, you work with Stephanie Reed. So she's one of the parent attorneys. Um, and you know, Newcastle County and Kent County both have parent attorneys. Um, so you work with whoever the client who uh, is directly, whoever your attorney is directly representing. Correct. Gotcha. Do you know if, if Kent and Newcastle County have started this program as well? So Newcastle has, um, they're going through a little bit of changes, but they definitely, they're a different ball game than Sussex because I'm headed into year five of this. Um, I'm not exactly sure the date of when uh, Asia Price is her name. She started upstate in Newcastle, so, but she is um, the second social worker in this role. Gotcha. I was going to call your program a pilot program, and then I realized, wait a second, you've been here for way long, like, yeah. it's, we're past the pilot stage. <laughs> we definitely are. We are on almost year five. I can't believe it's been five years. That's awesome. I know. Um, it's been very yeah. So, um, so your role is to focus on providing that parent with support services uh, according to their case plan. Correct. Okay. So and anything, it, I guess I know a little bit of the the background because I was the FI of family interventions prior to coming into this role. So I was fortunate to kind of know, to be able to do my own assessments of what the parents need before they actually get the, the case plan that the treatment worker provides. So, you know, if there's mental health or substance abuse, domestic violence, things like that, that I can go ahead and get them enrolled in the specific division requirements that 
um, I've seen, you know, that they use within the court and on their case plan. So it's been it's been nice to kind of uh, get a little bit of head on case planning. Um, so that goes right to treatment worker and we can figure out what else do we have left to do. Gotcha. Yeah. So it seems like the, the services are kind of streamlined. Right. Um, and our, our actually our last podcast was focused on family interventionists and what their roles are. So this is kind of a good next podcast, learning kind of some additional support services. Yes, that's awesome. Um, and how did you get into this? Do you have any, any personal connection to, to child welfare? I do. So I started fostering in, oh, I think 2013, and I had a couple kids but I did a lot of respite because I'm single so I did a lot of respite for my friends that also fostered and then I met my now son who I adopted in 2015 I met him 2017 I adopted him wow very cool I also have that perception of you know what they went through what the kids went through um you know the case planning uh all the workers um so i i have that perception as well um in this experience in this role too yeah and how old is your yeah absolutely and how old is your son now he's 10 now oh my gosh i love i can't believe it when he was two so he He's, he's a miniature version of me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, congratulations. So by you having that, so you have both family interventionist experience plus foster parent experience who then went on to adopt um, adopt your young man. So, oh, that's wonderful. So you have an idea of kind of what his family went through. Right. And, and you know, we had um, an amazing CASA. She was the one that kind of, him and her kind of, pointed me into this direction that I needed to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I started out with the FI role, but then, you know, I met Stephanie and we started chatting. So it just came down to that. But the the CASA that he had was really good. He, she, she believed in all systems. She wasn't, you know, she kept an open mind. She wanted to help the parents. She wanted to make sure he, everything was in the best interest of him. So I did have a really good experience working with um, the CASA that was on my son's case. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, like switching kind of topics a little bit, but thinking about um, the, the issues that parents struggle with um, on, on a kind of, I don't want to say regular basis, but a, the, the topics that kind of come up more than others, what are you seeing like on case plans and, and what are parents really struggling with? Transportation. Okay. <laughs> I think that's been the biggest challenge because transportation gets you everything else. It gets you your, your income, so your employment. You know, a lot of the services, if it's even domestic violence, you have to go up to Milford. It's the only... Uh, Sussex available resources turning point so transportation and and finances are two of the biggest things down in Sussex right now Um, you know Georgetown has the dark connect but it comes into Millsboro but it only goes between those two so if it would open up to all Sussex and gradually maybe (laughs) to Kent where Milford is I think we would we would benefit from it a lot but um it seems like we're getting there, that like it's a pilot program for that. But, you know, I think 
the two biggest things are transportation and income because that leads to helping the other barriers like housing. Sure. Um, um, and in your role, do you offer transportation to parents or, or, or children? Do you do transportation? No, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I only have my personal car. So Right. You'd be driving all over the place. Right. I advocate for that. I advocate to get a state car or something. So maybe hopefully that will be down the line. Yeah, maybe you're six. Hey, that's all right. But the idea yeah. is to also, you know, provide or, um, you know, assist parents with sustainability. And, you know, when all the services exit, uh, sorry, when all the providers exit, are this, you know, are the parents still able to get their services? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Solution focused. Yeah. Solution focused. That's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. Um, and um, I know... I know more the FI role is, you know, observing visits and, and, and supervising visitation, but do you do visitation at all as well or no? So I don't, but I do attend some of the visits, uh, especially some of the initial ones because it's kind of a uh, icebreaker for the DFS worker and the parent because it's it was a rocky road maybe up to not all cases, but some of them. So it kind of helps break the ice of, um, you know, the tension between the DFS worker and, and our clients. So it does help kind of break that, that mold to go into visits. Mm -hmm. gotcha. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine that parents would then see you as a support. You are working with DFS, therefore DFS is a support. Um, you know, right. you're working with a CASA, a CASA is a support. Um, so I think, I, I would imagine that that would be good to kind of see you all on the same team. Yes. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, so when you talk, yeah, it takes a village for sure. When you talk about supporting families and providing services, so if a parent needs help with housing, what are some of the things that you are that you've been able to do with regards to maybe? Well, we'll start with housing. Okay, so housing is a little bit tricky because um, you know a lot of the voucher programs. Um, and especially the low income, they, they require at least six months of employment. So we have to kind of help navigate, you know, where can we go in the interim of that? So we down here, we're pretty blessed with Oxford houses and mommy and me houses. And we can kind of navigate it that way. If they're, uh, well, actually, the female and male, we don't have any like daddy and me homes down here. But um, it helps kind of transition into getting stable employment and then and then focusing on the six months where they can get into stable housing so you know budgeting is the big thing that i work with them about on um and finding those resources even if it's applying for like habitat for humanity um getting into the mommy and me house um applying to low-income apartments i've driven around and gotten applications for them so I can I can do that math of you know picking them up and turning them in. Sure. Uh, they're just different. There's kind of a, a lot of different. Um, every case is so different. It's not just one. You know, we've had people that they'll qualify for shelter programs and they have good resources that we can use or counseling services that have access to to vouchers. Um, but again, it it also has that employment piece that we have to establish too so um housing is tricky 
It's very tricky. And rent is sky high now. Yeah, so, I was going to and next ask about uh, affordable housing. Have you found any affordable right. housing? <laughs> well, a lot of the property management groups down here are have been like a, a private landlord uh, necessity to our folks. So they've been able to help kind of navigate um, trying to find, you know, the property management groups that actually have available uh, uh, housing, apartments, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, Gotcha. So there are, there are some resources that you just got to be really, right. really creative. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All day searching type deal. All day searching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, you've done a, a lot of outreach in terms of like supplies and whatnot. Um, so thinking if, if you, if a client does secure housing, are there things you can do to help, uh, furnish their, their housing situation? Oh, yes. Yeah. I think in Sussex County, we're, we, we're very limited, but I think we're also blessed because like loving, um, Catholic charity, Salvation Army, uh, there's there's quite a few that chip in to furnish um, even cleaning supplies, uh, you know, bedding. There's been a couple churches down here that we can use. Um, you know, it's an upstate. They tend to have a little bit more resources as far as, you know, if there's furniture they can transport. Um, but Love Inc. has been a blessing for our clients down here. So shout out to Love Inc. Yeah, awesome. And it seems in my experience just working with you is you're such a good community connector. Um, and, and you're so good at establishing, you know, here here's a want, here's a need. And here's an organization or a person or somebody that can provide that need. So it seems like that's, that's quite a bit of your job. Oh, yeah. I love it, though. If I... And Silas, my son, is very much that way too. Okay, here's the here <laughs> Let me here's figure out how to get this done. <laughs> right, here's the puzzle. Let's let's yeah. fix it. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So we talked about okay, housing and and transportation. What is transportation really the only option? Is is the is public transportation? Yeah. Um. Like I said, if you're in Georgetown, and a lot of the services are in Georgetown. There's Dark Connect, and that's, I don't know if you know that service, but it's based off an app, and they come right to you um, and wherever you are, and they'll also bring you back. As long as it's in Georgetown and Millsboro, I'm pretty sure that it's just those two um, towns right now. But it's, it's awesome. If we could have it all over Sussex, it would be it, helpful. Help. It would be very, very helpful, especially with some of the requirements that the case plan has, even with, um, you know, the domestic violence piece, like I said, is up in Milford. So is some of those elements or um, visitation, mm -hmm. you know, visitation, you need transportation, wherever it may be, if it's at a park or at an office or the library, wherever. So transportation just seems to, to be a, a, a big barrier. Okay. Um, I'm going to switch over to two other kind of larger topics is substance abuse issue, substance abuse and mental health. Um, so say you're working with a parent that has both of those situations on their case plans. Um, how, what, sir, what, what can you do to support them with substance abuse, the, the substance abuse element on their case plan? Uh, so it really depends on where they're at. 
some of our clients uh, specifically need to go inpatient detox and then um, some of them are open to going to to rehab um, for the what 28 30 day period um, and then transitioning to either IOP um, or intensive outpatient services or, or specifically to counseling like community stuff like chorus or uh, brandywine uh, brightview some of those services here in Sussex so um, it kind of depends. I meet them where they're at, uh, where they're ready to hit the ground running. So mm-hmm. if it's something where they're, they're, they haven't started treatment, then we, we got to start the detox route. So, Gotcha. Yeah, it depends on where they are in their journey. Um, what about mental health? What services are provided for mental health? So that, that's also kind of, well, mental health is also like an assessment that I do is based on what they need. Like if they're trauma focused, um, you know, I know Seaford has some good EDMR, which is new, but it has really helped a lot of the trauma um, individuals. So stuff like that is available in Sussex. Um, you know, uh, the domestic violence victim services uh, there's few, um, what other services, uh, it seems like a handful of the substance abuse providers are also duly certified so they can also provide the mental health piece. Yes. Yeah. I always find that I always, yeah, not all, but I always find that that's probably, that's probably helpful because it's two location, you know, two items, one location. Um, right. So they can kind of get two issues kind of taken care of or addressed at one time. Correct. Um, yeah. Gotcha. What other? Um, okay. So domestic violence. You talked about the yeah. Milford's really the only spot for for Sussex County. Right. Um, and visitation kind of goes into transportation. So kind of all of these elements kind of yeah. flow into one another. Yeah. And of course, they all. You know, the visits are are quite different too. It depends where they are. Um, yeah. Um, when it comes to court hearings, do you come to the court hearings? I do. Yes. Um, and do you? How often do you testify or or provide information? So I don't testify. Uh, the goal was to do the client privilege um, the same as the attorney. Cool. So anything that is to us is confidential. So um, it's also a benefit for the client so that they can confide in and I can help navigate if it's a, it's a issue or concern or um, maybe another mental health uh, issue that I can seek further um, help with for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to preparing for court, do you also assist your attorney, Stephanie Reed, in gathering evidence for the client to, to demonstrate their progress? Yes, absolutely. And and how do you do that? So we, I um, help with the subpoenas, um, any other, uh, you know, the services that they're in. I pull information, whether it's urine screens or um, make sure that their uh, counselor can attend um, court, which is really crucial in our child welfare system is that the, the, uh, counselors and whatnot participate in the court hearings. So, um, anything like that, we're just mainly bringing in what is recommended in the case plan as evidence, um, to the court. 
Awesome. And I think that is really interesting about the, the client, attorney-client privilege, so that they do have you to speak to, uh, whereas the without without fear of you testifying, because CASAs and the DFS worker, you know, will testify, you know, do have the, the option to do that. So um, your, your um, relationship with that client is just a little bit different. All right. So um, it was, I was just saying that it sounds like uh, your your relationship with the client is a little bit different than it would be with the CASA and the DFS worker um, because those two might testify where you won't. All right, Mandy. So as we wrap it up here, I've got two final questions for you. Is one, is there anything else you think a CASA should know about your role? And then two, how can a CASA best advocate for a family that you're working with? Okay. So for them to know about my role, it would be kind of important. So that way that they, if they need to connect with the parent, um, you know, outside of doing just going to the visitation, it would be helpful to, to check in on the parents and see if there are things that they need so the parent can see that they are also an advocate in this journey. Um, and I think for them to be able to advocate for what's in the best interest of the kid um, or the children, you know, is to see the bigger picture of things. Um, what's, what's the barriers that the parents are having? You know, um, are the, the children's needs being met? Um, you know, is the DFS worker providing resources? Is there additional resources that I could pro provide? Um, you know, because there's a team of us that could pull together and um, try and help them navigate the case plan. So I think that uh, if their focus is the case plan and the best interest of the child, I think it helps kind of navigate, but also show the parents that this is a team effort here. You know what I mean? Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thank you. And are you open, silly question, but are you open to CASA volunteers contacting you to ask questions about the case that they're working on? Yeah, of course. Awesome. They already do. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Wonderful, Mandy. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. No problem. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> well, thank you, Casa Volunteers, for listening to today's podcast. I hope it was helpful in understanding what Mandy's role is. And I realize that she is located specifically in Sussex County and serves Sussex County, but Newcastle County has recently started that same program, and we hope to be able to start that similar program in Kent County. Um, so remember, her role is to work with one particular parent who is appointed to the attorney that she is working with. And if the family is an intact couple, meaning they are either married or cohabitating, she can assist the second parent. But for the most part, she is primarily uh, appointed to work with one particular parent that is working with her attorney. Um, so I hope that helps. Uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to let me know and I can put you in touch with Mandy as well. If you are a CASA volunteer and listen to this podcast, please go ahead and complete your in-service training credit form for a half hour of training credit, and you can send it back to me at lauren.bruckner at delaware.gov. Thanks for listening. And as the years go by, a friendship will never die. You're going to see it's our destiny. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend.